Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. A government are meeting, well, Leo Vradka and Michal Martin are meeting, uh, to form a new government, a new policy for government, with the possibility of a rotating Taoiseach. Yes, I think you've probably never heard of that before, but that's what they're going to do, which means they take turns. And essentially, their suggestion is that Michal Martin will be the first to take turns. And uh, he joins me on the line, Fianna Fáil's Michal Martin. Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Niall. Michal, well, firstly, I mean, a lot of people are commenting online saying, this is not a time or a place, you know, for political you know, uh, football, so to speak. And, you know, I, I know there's a lot of questions have to be answered. I know we had an election, which seems like it was months ago. Mind you, it wasn't that long ago. Uh, but yet they're saying this is not the time of the place. Leave things as they are for the moment. And sure, let's, let's get out of this first and then we can have the political fight. Yeah, well, first of all, I'm very conscious of the, of the fact that even as we speak, you know, there's close to 100 families, 98 families in the Republic who are mourning their, their, their loved ones as a result of COVID-19. 36 in Northern Ireland, 134 in the island. Um, and that is the, the dominant issue, and that's the issue that's impacted on the lives of so many families uh, and friends in, in a very sad way. Uh, and it's also upended our entire society, as you've just been commenting there, in terms of a whole range of issues, um, with the social distancing, mm-hmm. with the lockdown, with half a million people out of work. Um, so this is a, an extraordinary global pandemic. And to be fair, I think all political leaders and all political parties have put aside party political differences to uh, focus on the COVID-19 issue over the last number of weeks and in particular to take the advice of the Chief Medical Officer and his team and also to, to make sure that there's sufficient resources for the Health Service Executive, for the hospitals. But we, um, but we haven't really put aside our differences because Mary Lou and Sinn Féin are not really being mentioned in this forming a new government or government policy. No, I'm, I'm talking in the context of dealing with COVID. Yeah, but I mean, and I know, but we, we are saying we're putting aside political differences and, you know, I had Mary Lou on the show last week and this is when Leo had mentioned, of course, that uh, you know, there was a suggestion that in the next few weeks we'd be forming a government and you were setting a framework for government yourself and, and, and Leo. And, you know, she wasn't obviously too pleased that she believed that 25% of the population went out there and decided they wanted to vote for Sinn Féin and they got a third of the seats. And, and realistically, why are they not being included? Because many of the suggestions they've had in relation to policies over COVID-19, including social welfare payments, etc., etc., have been implemented by government because, of course, government are working together. We understand that. I but they were everybody's policies, no, Nile. I mean, um, basically, when COVID hit uh, and you had the dramatic impact on, on hospitality, for example, uh, and, and travel, uh, so restaurants, hotels, and so on like that, so everybody knew we were going to hit, get an immediate hit. And economists generally, you saw David McWilliams' point about helicopter money, the, the general view was that you needed to pump prime the economy right now and that European Union would back that through the European Central Bank. So that's not exclusively the policy of any one political party, if we are honest. But it, it is unprecedented. So, yes, the Doyle collectively supported the COVID-19 uh, uh, payment, for example, for workers who've lost their jobs, and critically also the wage subsidy scheme, uh, which hopefully will tie and keep workers tied to employers or so that those, and particular enterprises, so, so that those enterprises could start up once the worst of COVID-19 is over. And, uh, and I think everybody and, agrees and, with the investment and, and in the future, yes. Actually, that was passed by last Thursday week and last Thursday measures to... But, you know, but, that, but it, that, Michal, that wasn't initially passed. Initially, it was a, a payment of €203 Euro by Regina Doherty. But by the way, I have to say, it was doing a sterling job at the moment. But initially, that was €203. Euro. It was only when Pierce Doherty and Mary Lou said, look, uh, this should be 70 or 80% of the wage, similar to the UK, that, of course, well, we, actually, we changed tax. <laughs> Michael McGrath and Robert Troy wrote as well on that very actually ahead of 
exactly us. But I'm not acting a robot act. I mean, we were out. And within a week, uh, it was changed. But a, a day after the, the, the first payment was announced by the government, we said that wasn't enough. Um, and on that weekend, I think Michael McGrath and Robert Fry in particular uh, made a very strong case for, for a broader uh, approach in line with what most mainstream economists were suggesting should happen in a deep recession like this caused by an unprecedented event like a public pandemic. So you can't really say it's one party over the other. I think there was a broad, quick consensus on that. Um, it is unique, by the way. It's, it's, it's unprecedented. Well, of course, I mean, these are uncharted territory. I, I, mean, I, accept, I accept that. But how do you feel yourself in relation to you getting the first crack of the whip, pardon well, the pun? I mean, I, that that if we do have, you know, a rotating Taoiseach, that you would be the first one in there. Has that is that a definite? Has that been suggested? Or is that agreed by both of you? Because a lot of people say, well, hold on, let Leo finish the job that he started here, uh, which is this, unfortunately, this pandemic and this situation we're in, yeah. until we decide to do that. Well, I think the first thing is that there would have to be an agreed programme for government. I mean, nothing can happen unless that happens. And we've had a lot of general discussions with, with various parties for the last number of weeks. Then COVID-19 intervened and, and, and dominated the situation, as I said. But I think we need a, a, a radical agenda. We need a new social contract in terms of a, a single-tier health system. In my view, there's an opportunity you know, to do that, arising out of what's happening in terms of COVID-19. I think there's an opportunity on the housing front now. Uh, we saw how Airbnbs in the city had, had just... Um, Come, come, uh, you know, lots of vacancies have arisen uh, because of, of, of what has happened in terms of tourism and so on. I bet there's an opportunity for the councils uh, and for the state to, to get in there and take over some of those um, apartments and, uh, and units with a view to making them available for people who need housing. So I think we need a, there's an opportunity to transform people's experiences in terms of housing, health and climate change. And would you be happy uh, to be at the helm for two years for the start of that? Because a lot of people might say, well, can we not wait? Look, we're talking probably well, a period of six months yeah, before we start getting into recovery. Yeah, but to be fair, no, I think, as I said, look, I'm not going to go back over it, but everyone has walked and put their shoulder to the wheel in terms of the responses to COVID. But the problem now is, of course, that if there was a need for another legislative response, we have to pass new laws to deal with this. We can't do it because the Senate is currently being elected and you need a new government to appoint um, the Senate and to finish off the Senate in terms of TC's nominees and that. And, 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 and no, I mean, I, know, me, me, all, I, I think you're getting me wrong. I don't, I don't believe you shouldn't have a shot at the title, so to speak, because I've said it all oh, along no. for the last two years that I would like to see you get, give, be given an opportunity to prove yourself yeah. uh, because you've been there for a long time and you've proven yourself. But all I'm saying, you know, the time and the place, and we've talked about that, and I don't want to go over old ground again, yeah. but maybe people are saying it's going to take us six months estimated to, before we start to get into some level of recovery. But in relation to recovery, I mean, we've talked about, and I'll come back to the pandemic in a second and the effect that's having on the general population but in relation to the economy I mean the estimates at the moment are, are in and around the 30 billion mark I mean and that's yeah. a possibility with the, the lack of revenue coming into the state as well Is it, does it look like we're going to have to have a supplementary benefit, uh, budget as well I think your estimates are correct uh, I think it is very very serious uh, at the moment we won't need um, a supplementary budget there might be something needed um, I think in the autumn obviously there's a normal budget I think deficit, what you're going is you're going to go from a surplus of about 2.8 billion. Um, the central bank are saying it could go to 22 billion, uh, but they're only basing that on a three month sort of containment period with COVID. I think you might be, your figures might be more correct in terms well, of. Well, we have to take into consideration the lack of money coming into the revenue. The March, exactly. March exactly. this year to March last year, 1 billion alone yeah. uh, less coming into the revenue. And that didn't capture, the, I think, the full impact of COVID yet on revenue. Mm. Okay. Um, so, so I think what you, I think the key to this will be. Um, I think we need backing of the European Central Bank here and the European Union in terms of underpinning um, additional spend and higher deficits, uh, both to fund workers um, and to fund uh, businesses to make sure they don't go out of um, 
existence and that they can stay viable. Well, I think and there's going to have to be some sort of stimulus packages, isn't there? I mean, I mean, I know, the, I know the UK are suggesting stim- stimulus packages of €25,000 grants for businesses who want to draw down yeah. from that. And I think we're going to have to probably do something the same because a lot of businesses are going to recapital- have to need to recapitalise uh, when they do reopen, hopefully in the, in the short term rather than the long term. In relation to the I extension, yeah, yeah, yeah. in relation to the extension, which has been suggested by Tony Hulan, well, he doesn't know quite yet. Uh, do you believe that's on the cards? Do you believe that's a possibility? Past the I think it, of is, April. It, it is a possibility. You may get a you may get a regional approach to it, um, and you may get an incremental approach. In other words, they may relax. They may not. They told us yesterday. We had a party leaders meeting yesterday with with the officials, uh, with, with with the medical team, the public health team, sorry, uh, and with the HSE, um, and they said like, closer to the end of the week they'll be in a better position. They do think we're flattening the curve. They do believe that the social distancing that people that people are uh, complying with and, and, and implementing is working and it seems to me that the main concern right, is really the impact on um, in intensive care beds and also on the clusters in nursing homes themselves. Mm. I mean and do you think there could be more done for example there was a suggestion yesterday as well that there was I don't know 15 or 16 flights yesterday morning came in at Dublin airport so here's the population of the country being asked to stay at home being asked to do everything that we're doing which in fairness I think 85% 90% of the population are complying with generally speaking and yet we have people coming into the country from other nations around the world in, in Dublin airports on every single morning and although they've been asked to socially isolate for 14 days sure nobody's following them to check so that kind of seems like a bit of a pointless exercise should we go all the way and just close the airport for that for the continuing two week period if we have to do we, that well, we, first of all I think we were told yesterday passenger numbers are down 95 Mm-hmm. Secondly, we do need to keep airports open for services and goods. Uh, we need to export, we need to import um, a whole lot of materials um, to help to keep us going. I mean, you saw, I don't know, did you see the, 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 the news last night in terms of the uh, the mil- four million bananas came in in one ship? <laughs> you know, so it just illustrates the scale and volume of goods and services that have to come into our ports uh, and that have to come through our airports. I think we do also have to facilitate the return of Irish citizens back from abroad. Uh, but the numbers have, have simply crashed. Though. I mean, the, the, there's no huge volumes coming through our airports at all. And 95% is a huge decline uh, in, in numbers. I think my concern would be over the medium term. I, I, I'm concerned that COVID could linger on at a low level. Um, it's well, they do believe it would linger on for decades at a low level, I suppose. I mean, well, that, if you get the, the vaccines, suggestion. if we could get vaccines and, and, and antivirals, that would... Where, where are we with that? I mean, I, I know you're not a virologist or an immunologist, but, I mean, there's a suggestion in the UK, and Boris Johnson has suggested yesterday, that they should be uh, home kits, tests will be available on Amazon and Boots by next week or early next week. Are, are we looking at something like that as well, which is a 15-minute test, which makes it much easier to identify those who don't have it or those who already have had it um, and have antibodies, and maybe those those people could get back to work again and we could continue to cocoon the over 70s to protect them. I think we are, yeah. I think we will be looking at those kind of tests. And I mean, our, our current testing situation is not, is not where it should be. And these tests, I think the public health people want to be definitive about their quality mm-hmm. uh, and that they actually work because uh, you don't need a whole lot of false negatives. In other words, a person text, tests negative but actually turns out to have it. I mean, that would be calamitous in terms of spreading it and so on like that. Uh, so I think once they're satisfied about the quality of the new tests that are emerging, I think you, you can anticipate that they will be applied uh, in, in, in time. Uh, and similarly, you know, I think the key to this will be in, in, in research around medicines and around the vaccine. Uh, because the point is, like, will people travel again in a hurry? 
you know. Yeah, I, well, I think people are going to be cautious. Yeah. Yeah. Have you thought about that? You know, how, how's people, how, you know, people's behaviour, to what degree will it... I mean, how's, how, I mean, if I could ask you personally, by the way, Michal, yeah. how's, how's it affecting you personally? I mean, how, I mean, how do you feel about it personally? Are you, I mean, are you concerned from a pers- on a personal level? No, on a personal level, no. Um, which is kind of, that's just me. But I mean, I would be concerned about passing it on to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So I'm being very strict in terms of personal hygiene. Uh, food. I, I just salute the Irish food producers, um, and you know um, they're fantastic, and they're taking innovative ways of, of delivering food and preparing food in accordance with best standards. And um, you know, I bring. You know, I, I think they're our savior. I think the people in the retail sector, the workers there, are, are, are our savior uh, in terms of shops being open and so on like that. Um, I think we should all support our small Irish food producers around the place who, who are doing fantastic work in, in, in giving us our wherewithal to survive. Uh, I think the, the, the personal impact is, is, I mean, I walk up uh, Bagot Street and these streets, they're empty. Yeah. Uh, and it's an, it's an quite surreal, reading. isn't it? Yes, it is quite surreal. Um, I think we're getting a bit more reading in, yeah. uh, if I'm honest. I, I'm well, reading, I think, I'm you know what, I think everybody agrees. We, we, I'd, I'd recommend it. Yeah. I, if the, the one positive thing that'll come out of this, I think we've reassessed how we live our lives and yeah. maybe it brings families closer together and all those kind of things. So I, there is some small little positives there. And then we're developing, we're also developing new ways of, of so I think remote working would be interesting to what degree will that sustain uh, after COVID-19. Absolutely, absolutely. To what okay, degree just, will just finally, work and so on like that into the future? Uh, it all remains to be seen in terms of, of the impact. Uh, but I think suffice to say that I think we have to, um, I think I think we should continue with the measures we are doing. I think to be fair to the Irish people, the vast, vast majority are complying with them, adhering to them. Uh, and I think that if we can suppress the virus, I think that's the safest and most effective way of getting the economy back as well. Okay, the final question for you just before you go, because I know you're a busy man today, um, and I'm sure you'll be talking to me all later on or to, to end it. To Leo Bradker <laughs> later on today. Sorry, did I say Andy Kenny? I think my mind is wandering <laughs> back eight years there. You're bringing uh, back memories. I am. Yeah, maybe some bad ones as well, Michal. But uh, in, re- in relation to forming the government, how soon do you think? Um, you know, for people listening today, I mean, how soon do you think that will happen? Because the only thing I am concerned about, and I'm I'm not concerned about you being Taoiseach, uh, but the only thing I am concerned about is is that maybe Leo is a trusted face. Whether we like him, whether we loathe him, whether we trust him, whether we voted for him, whether we didn't vote for him, at the moment he's a trusted face and maybe to change that in the next three weeks which was the suggestion that Leo has made uh, might be too soon Well first of all I think any new government will involve uh, or could involve sorry, could involve Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael which, which brings with it its own continuity and, a new, and another party if another party wishes to join uh, and that's not clear yet um, so there's some distance to go yet on that because we would hope that we'd have a document finished next week, a joint document that would act as a catalyst then for other parties to reconsider their positions. I think it has to be a transformative agenda. Right? I just think it has to be transformative. It has to, you know, there's an opportunity. COVID-19 is changing the world. Um, and I think in the aftermath of a crisis like this, a global pandemic, there is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to sort of turn around the country in terms of our health service, uh, in terms of housing and grasp that opportunity to make that fundamental difference and also to meet the challenges of climate change uh, that we, we still have to deal with. Uh, and I think COVID-19, uh, with all its dangers and ills and so on, I think creates that opportunity. So whatever government is formed, the key part of that government actually is not the personalities, it's the program for government. And does it really, if implemented, transform people's life experience for the better 
compared to the experiences they've had in housing and health over the last number of years. All right, listen, thank you very much indeed for joining us today. Yeah, Fianna Fáil, uh, TD, and uh, Thank you very much. Martin, thanks. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.